and hope is hard to find. A new collection of real-life stories from Fox News's Harris Faulkner reveals how salvation came when it was needed most. Faith still moves mountains. Miraculous stories of the healing power of prayer. Order now at foxnewsbooks.com. Hi, Kevin McCullough. I want to talk to you about a great family tradition in celebrating the birth of Christ right here in the middle of New York. In fact, at Carnegie Hall on December the 15th at 730 in the evening, imagine yourself singing Christmas carols with Keith and Kristen Getty, a big choir and 2000 of your best friends here in New York. The Gettys just got their first Grammy nomination, and they're going to have Grammy winner Ricky Skaggs joining them. And then it's going to be an evening of worship and Christmas caroling with Celtic, bluegrass, classical, and modern music all wrapped up in a vibrant celebration of Christmas. Sing an Irish Christmas at Carnegie Hall, December 15th. Learn more at gettymusic.com slash NYC. That's gettymusic.com slash NYC. Amplifying truth and pursuing clarity. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. I remember 20 years ago, people were talking about paint chips and saying the fact that, you know, when kids ate paint chips back in the day, uh, it brains up. And they thought that when we got the lead out of the paint, it actually affected crime 20 years later. Because people who had paint chips in their brain were like committing crimes when they grew up. I mean, it's probably true. So, okay, we got rid of the paint chips. But now we have TikTok brain. <laughs> no, <it's- laughs> and no one's convinced that it's gotten any better. Uh, that's Bill Maher from HBO. And uh, I, it's interesting to hear that analysis coming from someone who's uh, pretty far left of center. Uh, Charmaine Yost is back with us, and she always uh, brings very interesting perspectives on things that we discuss. And uh, Charmaine, I think that Bill Maher's onto something. Uh, we, are, we, are, we are programming our kids, whether we, whether we admit it or not, we are programming them, and the Chinese Communist Party and a whole bunch of other people are more than happy to let them just wander into these kind of mindless domains online and just have their way with them. Well, you know, Kevin, it's interesting because I used to do Politically Incorrect, that show that Bill Maher used to do before the one that he's got now. I used to do it a lot back in the mid-90s, I guess it was. And I always really liked it because it's always so interesting when you can find areas of agreement with somebody who's radically coming from a radically different viewpoint. And yeah. so this clip really kind of caught my attention because Bill is one of those, I don't know if he'd even call himself a liberal. He's more of a libertarian probably, but, you know, pretty, pretty opposed to our viewpoint. But like this, you know, he's, he's willing to be honest about social issues when he looks out there at the culture. And this one really, really grabbed me. They went on to discuss in the panel in particular about how the advent of social media has been so destructive for young girls with the this pressure to constantly have a camera in your face. Um, maybe it's a little bit sexist because there's a lot of toxicity for, for guys, too. But um, 
but in particular young girls being told that they have to look a particular way and act a particular way. I don't think that's sexist. I think that, you know, women fight that. If there were merely mirrors on planet Earth, they would be fighting that issue because of the way the rest of the culture responds to them. So I think it is a unique issue, and I think that you're, you're dead on. Well, and honestly, Kevin, I, you know, I think there's a real conversation to be had here. And you and I could probably talk for hours, given the fact that we're both parents of girls. And so we care really much about this issue. It, you know, I distinctly remember the point that they talked about in this in this clip where social media started. And I remember sitting on my couch, setting up my Twitter account with my with my kids when they were when they were younger. And I look back and I just think, you know, we had no idea, Kev, at the time what we were buying into. And I i mean, I was concerned at the time a little bit because we all knew about the problems of porn online. You know, the problems and the threats of, of the Internet in general were already something many of us were concerned about. But the unique challenges that have unfolded and that have been unleashed in our culture from the immersion into social media that teenagers growing up today have been subjected to, I think, is is a real challenge. And I don't think any of us have any real great answers to it. Now, I do think there is the argument that social media is kind of a modern marketplace. And in some ways, it's kind of the town square. Um, and I certainly am a big fan of what I'm seeing from Elon Musk so far. Uh, I'd be even a bigger fan if mine's among those 62,000 uh, suspended accounts that he's planning on giving amnesty to soon. Um, but I, I just I do think that we need a, a more robust conversation about it because the way that our public leaders are ignoring the TikTok issue, it's just crazy to me that uh, we're just we're just having such a free hand, letting them have such a free hand with it. Well, let me pick up on a on a kind of a small point that you made that I think is actually really important. You mentioned your son's Chromebook that he got at school. My yeah. son was given a full on MacBook when he went to high school for free, paid for by paid for by taxpayers. And I, you know, it's like, this is what makes it so hard for parents because, you know, neither you nor I are Luddite. You're making the point, like the technology that we are currently using right this very minute to create this, to create this show is, you know, it's a tool, but it's like in terms of from a parenting perspective, the, the tools are so pervasive. Just the fact that my son has that kind of access to a Mac is that's new even within my span of my older kids didn't have anything like that. So it's like it keeps evolving. It's warp speed and developing tools and structures and social norms that are healthy and helpful to young kids is lagging behind the warp speed pace of the technology It's going to require itself. a ton of intentional uh, focus from parents to be in front of it. And I don't even know that, that I'm fully up to the, to the challenge, but I'm, ho- I'm hoping to be. It's my prayer. Charmaine, we got to run, but I always appreciate your insights. Thanks for helping us think. Great to be with you. You too. Kevin McCullough coming right back.